Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. going on everybody welcome back to the wealth accelerator podcast it's hunter lowry here i'm a financial advisor with sierra ridge wealth management up in sacramento california and my goal for you is to help you to create a family legacy not just short-term wealth and guys if you haven't already make sure you also go check out the wealth accelerator channel on youtube i'm starting to put out videos um, at least weekly maybe two times a week you never know we might get crazy but make sure to go check it out over there if you haven't and uh, check into some of those videos it's helpful to watch and uh, have some of these topics in front of you on a screen sometimes it's easier a little bit easier to understand than just hearing me yell at you about it into your headphones or wherever it is that you listen so make sure you go check that out but what I want to talk to you guys about today is the question, is cash really king? It, I don't know why. I mean, I've heard this phrase my entire life, cash is king, cash is king. And we're all taught, you know, if you can just budget correctly, save your money, throw it in the bank, you will become rich. And I see it a decent amount with some clients and prospects that I'm talking to as well. And they'll be like, yeah, Hunter, you know, tell me about their whole situation. And they're just sitting on a ton, a ton of cash in their bank account. And they're like, yeah, you know, I've saved this for a long time. And it, a lot of times just because we've been taught this so much, save, you know, cash is king, have money in the bank. It's almost a, a mindset change that it's hard to make happen. When you see that number in your bank account and you, you're holding on to it, you got the death grip on it and you don't want it to go anywhere. It's really, really hard to take any risk for some people and to put it to work, to invest it. I'm, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm always in working with the stock market and different alternative investments and things, but even just investing it in any sorts of things, in real estate, in cryptocurrency, in art. I mean, people invest their money in all sorts of different things. But at the end of the day, no matter what you're investing it in, there is some sort of a risk aspect to that. And sometimes it's really, really hard for some people. They're just like, gosh, dang, you know, I cannot lose this money right here. I just, I, I cannot take the hurt of seeing my bank account drop in value. And that's an understandable thing. I mean, you know, investing isn't for everybody, especially in risky assets. It totally depends on your situation, your needs. You know, we talk about that stuff all the time. But at the end of the day, just sitting on a lot of cash for a very long time, you know, I think it actually gets people on a detour away from their financial goals. I think that cash is not king. And I'm going to tell you why here in a little bit. But have you ever been on a road trip, you know, a long road trip. When I was little, oh my goodness, we used to drive all the time. We would drive from Arizona to California, holy cow, probably at least three or four times a year up and back. So I was used to always driving. And we were in Southern Arizona driving to Northern California. I mean, sometimes we drive from Tucson all the way up to 
Alturas, California, which probably have never even heard of it. It's up by almost Klamath Falls, Oregon. But sometimes those trips, you know, we're hauling horses behind us too, and it would take 20, 22 hours to drive that whole way. It was crazy long. But I just remember before even we had iPhones, my mom and dad would be up in the front seat. My mom would always have a map with her. <laughs> I can't, can't even tell you the last time that I used a map. Oh my goodness. Like probably never seriously. But anyways, she'd have a map out and be like, oh yeah, you know, you're going to stay on this for a long time. We don't have to turn. And all of a sudden we'd be going and I'd be listening to music or whatever. And I can tell that <laughs> something isn't going right and we made the wrong turn somewhere and we got to bring the map back out see where we're going but i just remember feeling like oh my goodness this drive is going to take so much longer you know every inch that we're going in the wrong direction it feels like you're just wasting an hour's worth of time it was crazy but that's almost the feeling that i get for some people when they're just sitting on so much cash it's like they're just taking this detour and I don't want to say wasting time because of course it's great to save, but you know, they're not headed on the fastest route towards their final destination at all by sitting on a huge lump sum, sum of cash. So there's three main issues that I have with sitting on too much liquid cash and I'll go through them all here. The first biggest problem I have is purchasing power. So Purchasing power, it's a really simple thing. It basically just has to do with inflation. So obviously, right, very simply, inflation over time causes prices to rise. We can all agree on that. Well, purchasing power, it is basically the value of a currency determined by the amount of good or services that that currency can buy for you. So I had to look this up because I wasn't around during these times, but in 1970, way back in the olden days, right? <laughs> do you know what the price of a loaf of bread was? It was 25 cents, which that sounds crazy. You can't even buy anything for 25 cents anymore, it feels like. But that was what a whole loaf of bread costed back then. Do you know what the average cost of a loaf of bread is today? And I'm not talking, you know, whole foods, whole grain, whole wheat, organic, whatever the heck, just a normal loaf of bread. The average cost now is $2.50. So over time, sure, you know, the amount of money that you're seeing in your bank account, it's probably going up if you're continually budgeting, continuously putting money into the bank, you're gonna see it go up and maybe that makes you happy. But at the end of the day, you're actually losing money. And hold on here, hear me out. You are losing purchasing power on your money because of inflation. The average annual interest rate on a savings account is 0.04%. That by no means keeps up with inflation. So every single year that you're just sitting on all that cash and just accruing it into the bank, you're honestly, it's losing value. You're losing purchasing power on that money. All right, so my second problem with holding too much liquid cash in the bank, it's outliving your funds. So this is a scary and honestly a sad topic that I don't want to have any of my clients ever have to think about. And there's just a few things working against us here. The first thing is the uncertainty of social security. Super funny. I listen to the Dave Ramsey show all the time and, and I heard him call it social insecurity. <laughs> I had never heard that one before, but anyways, you know, social security could be a dried up lake by the time that some people actually reach retirement. And the second thing that's working against us is we're living a really, really long time. The average mortality rate, I forget, I should have looked this up before I started, but it's somewhere around like 78 years old for males. Um, I don't know what it is for females, probably a little bit older than that, but that's taken into consideration infant deaths as well. So that way brings down the, the average of how long you're gonna live. Realistically, 
a lot of people, once you live past a certain age, you're expected to live 25 plus years after retirement. And you know, the bigger the plus sign at the end of that 25, the more that just liquid cash is going to hurt you. So let's think about a scenario here, some real numbers. Say that you make $160,000 a year. You're making a good income and you've been putting away 15% into savings for retirement every single year religiously, putting it right into your savings account. So that would be $24,000 a year. And let's say you did this for 40 years, all the way up until you start working. I know, I know, we're assuming that you made the same amount of money your entire life. But anyways, just hear me out here. So $160,000 a year, putting $24,000 a year into the bank, how much would you have after 40 years? Well, including that whopping 0.04% annual interest rate that you're getting on the average savings account, you would have a total of $967,913. So almost a million dollars. That sounds awesome. You know, you're finally done working. You get to enjoy the rest of your life. You have almost a million dollars to play with. So you sit down, you think about your new budget. How much can I afford to spend? Well, you were used to your whole life making $160,000 a year, which is a little over $13,000 a month. But now, you know, you're retired. You probably don't have a mortgage anymore. Your kids are hopefully out of the house and a lot of your expenses are gone. So let's just say you decide you can now comfortably live on $6,000 a month rather than $13,000 a month. If you were to withdraw $6,000 a month from your bank account that took you 40 years to build up, guess how long you'd be able to survive? A little over 13 years. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's really sad especially since I just told you that most people are now expected to live 25 plus years into retirement. And you potentially in this situation could be out of funds in 13 years and you're having to call the kids for help. We do not want that to happen. That's the last thing I want for people. And that brings me to my third problem with sitting on too much cash. It's the opportunity cost. So let's look at the same exact person and what would have happened if they invested that money they worked so hard to save in the bank. So same thing, $24,000 a year that we're saving, except this time we invested it with getting an 8% annual return. And remember, 8% annual, that doesn't mean 8% every single year. Maybe some years it's 20, maybe some years it's negative five, but overall average 8% annual return. Then what would you have if you did that for 40 years? What would that nest egg look like? I have a hint for you. It's larger than the previous $970,000. <laughs> How about $6.7 million? Guys, you budgeted the exact same. You saved the exact same. You worked the exact same. All you did was actually put your money to work and change that mindset of being nervous of not having it actually in the bank account. You still owned it. It's just not sitting in your bank account. And for doing that, you now have over five and a half million dollars more to show for it. So same thing. Let's just say, you know, money aside, you just decide I'm very happy living with $6,000 a month. Same as before. You could now live off that nest egg for over 93 years. You never have to ask anybody for help. You can go on any vacations you want to go on. You can do whatever you want and you're going to have plenty to, to leave over to your heirs, to donate to charity. I mean, whatever you want to do with your legacy. And realistically, that 93 years is actually low because you know, you're probably going to leave it in the market at a less aggressive pace and you'll still be accruing interest on it. So that 93 years is probably a lot higher. But again, you're just going to have plenty to actually live your life and to do the things that you want to do. 
So at the end of the day, guys, is cash bad? No, of course it's not. Should you have $0 in your savings account? No, do not go and just take every single dime you own. Go search your piggy bank and find the, the leftover change in the trunk of your car and put it into an investment. Don't do that at all. You, of course, want to build up larger amounts of cash for emergencies. Of course, if you have some short-term goals and things that you absolutely need the money for soon and cannot risk it, of course you want to have cash. But at the end of the day, cash is not king. And building up too much cash throughout your life, it's like taking the wrong turn off the freeway and heading in the wrong direction away from all your financial goals. It is not expediting and it's not catapulting you towards what you want to accomplish. So guys, if you'd like help going over your portfolio and going over your current situation to get a good understanding of what it is that you need to do in order to reach all your financial goals, then make sure to go to my website at hunterlowry.com. You can schedule a call with me there and I'd love to help you out. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.